0: This is the Fit for Adventure podcast. My name is Matt, and I'll be your guide on this adventure, where you'll get to explore, to learn, and to create unforgettable experiences. We interview leaders in the outdoor industry to learn about lessons they've picked up from adventures and how the outdoors has shaped who they are. Our mission is to connect you to your potential through outdoor experiences and through leadership training so that you can step up and become the leader that you would look up to for your business, for your family, your community, and for yourself. You can learn more about fit for adventure by visiting mysummit.academy. And of course, if you are enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend and leave us a five-star review. Now it's time for the show. Guys, so you said, um, you said to me before, like, uh, Talking about your, uh, your relationship with the people around you, like in your community, like our friends, Brooks and, uh, uh, Kimberly and all of them and how you like to have a balance between time spent with friends and time alone. Was that something like you always had, um, was, or is that a a common theme in your life? Like having, having this balance of wanting to be with people and then, a little bit of an introverted lifestyle
1: great question and definitely <laughs> I, so I, I grew up with two little sisters um let I me mean, I, thank goodness still have two little two little sisters three years younger than me and six years younger than me and um for the first we moved to a a neighborhood outside of richmond virginia where my folks still live when i was eight or nine and i then fell upon just the most incredible group of friends many of which i'm still buddies with i ran on the trail with my dear friend dave coleman who i grew up uh five houses down from since i was eight or nine years old uh yesterday we ran yesterday so i'm still still hooked up with a lot of these folks and um up until that point though it was my sisters and i just sisters nine and, I and, and mom and dad hanging out mm. and didn't really have a great group where we were and so i found a lot of my time was spent uh outside a lot of my time was spent in the woods or the creek behind the house and then it was um but uh, interesting thing because i was also homeschooled up until high school so mm. Had a couple of buddies and friends of mine and friends of my sisters who also homeschooled, and so we were we were kind of all co oping together. But there was a lot of times where, you know, I'd get done with my work at like eleven a.m., and the kids didn't get home from the bus. My other friends didn't get home from the bus until four thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. and it was me, you know, so I, and then it was my mom, you know, go outside. So I was like, all right. <laughs> <I'm> run, <laughs> going outside, so went, you know, running around and, and figuring stuff out. So, uh, it was so you've
0: had really a lot of time outside from the very beginning, like from sure. your early life, like that was always part of your, um, your regular like work day or school day, you call it.
1: Yeah. And, and even just a regular, just a, a regular day, you know, I'd, I'd get out and, and, play with friends or throw the football or ride bikes or or you know roller skate down to the pool or be in the lake or the river mm-hmm. or a little creek thing or whatever which seemed like a river as i was growing up it was huge and now it's like mm-hmm. it's just like a creek
0: <laughs> you know and the hill behind
1: <laughs> it used to be massive and now it's like a, a little hill you know so it's just interesting
0: way back when you used to use your imagination on on For the sure. regular right For
1: sure. For sure. Like on
0: a yeah. regular basis
1: Yeah, on a daily basis on a 24 seven basis.
0: <laughs> it's interesting how much, and, and like a lot of this is, has this to do with our visual system, our reticular activating system and things like that. But like a lot of your perception of things now versus like 30 years ago, 20 years ago is from your expectation of it, your For expectation sure. of what it is and, or what it was once. <laughs> Definitely. And. Yeah. And, and it's a, obviously
1: a different perspective, you know, mm-hmm. the perspective of being nine or 10 and having, having it actually be like a, a big hill and now being <laughs> you know, 34
0: and having a little bit bigger,
1: a like, little bit bigger and climbed to, uh, you know, actual <laughs> mountains and
0: it's like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, that's a mountain. It's <laughs> nothing. It? I could do that in my sleep. Yeah, <laughs> And you do. And you like you trail run over those hills now, right? For sure. For yeah. Sure. When did you get into trail running? Uh, I got into
1: trail running with the introduction of Spartan racing into my life, obstacle course mm. racing, in 2013. Uh, kind of coming off a two-year couch mm. fitness and in the back burner and building the career instead. So uh, it dragged me off the couch. It kicked my ass the first, first year I did it, first race I did, and the second race I did, but I uh, it got me back outside and got me back mm. into running which i played soccer growing up i still play uh every weekend in the spring and the fall got a game on something stoked about it uh, but so i'd always ran but i never
0: trail run mm. trail ran i guess so um so you were you were an athlete or athletic before and then that kind of brought you back into it
1: yeah yeah back into it i had taken a five-year hiatus from soccer four or five-year hiatus from soccer after high school during college to powerlift my my random roommate freshman year was a national junior powerlifting champion and so he got me got me into that and then that got me really into health and fitness as a discipline and as a uh, uh, point of interest and so I got a job at the library so I can get into all these research documents and uh, just started nerding out on it for four straight years
0: Um, on fitness and and things like that yeah
1: health you know building muscle losing weight Mm. took a diet uh, nutrition class and was greatly at odds with the the teacher uh Mm. dietitian and some of the stuff they were talking about just didn't jive with what i was seeing and reading and experiencing
0: and so Mm. uh so you had actually, some, some, you had some ideas.
1: <laughs> I had some ideas. Yeah. I had some,
0: I had some thoughts. I had some thoughts. At what point, um, at what point did you make a shift and realize that pursuing coaching, like helping people, nutrition, fitness, and the mindset aspect were like, your, that's your thing, like part of your life, um, or like a potential career path.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I was a history major, political science Mm. minor. I was going to teach history. And I had this realization April of my senior year as I'm applying to master's programs, like, wow, I really don't want to do this. Um, I, I, wanted my summers off and I didn't care about, I had fallen out of love with history, but I had loved the idea of teaching. You know, just maybe not in a school setting like I had originally planned and anticipated. And uh, that love of and dedication to the sport of powerlifting and then health and wellness from that uh, ended up getting me a full time internship at the University of Richmond in the strength and conditioning department for a year. So mm. I spent, uh, I was there summer to spring, uh, summer of. 2010 to spring of 2011. Worked with football, men's soccer, women's soccer, a little bit of field hockey and lacrosse. Loved it. Uh, worked at a sports performance gym here in town as well. Had some single. Uh, clients that I was training personal training wise elsewhere. And mm-hmm. uh, really what I found was that I love to teach and I love the relationships and I love the connection and I love the interaction, but I didn't love being in a gym 15 hours a day. Yeah, uh, and I had totally fallen out of love with training myself, had really beaten myself into the ground adrenally and mm-hmm. otherwise, and found myself at a crossroads where I had zero flexibility of time or income, both of which I greatly desired as I watched my friends go to the, go to the beach for the week. And Mm. I had, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5.30
0: AM groups, you know, and it was like, (laughs) you know, I'm getting up at the fours. (laughs) I could definitely relate to that, man. And that, and then it throws off your, the, your consistency, your routine, your schedule, um, your plans, (laughs) Definitely. It, you start to revolve a lot of your lifestyle around other people's schedules, too. For sure. For sure.
1: And, yeah. and, and uh, an organization's schedule, you know. Yeah. So that was very new to me. And I, I had very much valued my autonomy. And so mm. I ended up switching careers and spending seven years in the financial planning industry, uh, where I was building a career based on long-term. Mm. I'm going to do this for the next 35 years. I uh, worked with a ton of millennials, so my mm-hmm. peers, you know, and let's get started, let's get the foundation set, let's plan for the future, mm. let's rock and roll. High volume, a lot of interactions, a lot of calls, a lot of networking,
0: a lot of happy yeah. hours, a lot of dinners. Mm. And so, Complete yeah, shift of complete lifestyle shift. too. Total shift total shift. Right. Different, like complete, like different aspects of thinking, like, uh, you know, all the, now the, the training set part, and then, okay, now I'm thinking about the future all the time and helping people work through these problems that they've probably had for years financially. Mm -hmm. Is that something you, you handled, like you, you dealt with?
1: Yeah. So I did fully comprehensive financial planning. Mm -hmm. So um, I have, uh, all the national licenses, and did everything from the lead generation, and you know, hey, okay, now w- let's work together. Like you, you close the client, and then yeah, we, the financial situation of the families, how it incorporates with the business, what the tax situation is, mm-hmm. what kind of insurance needs to be put in place. You know, where is the investment risk and tolerance at? Where are we at now? What's outlook how are you going to use it when are you going to use it whole nine yards Mm -hmm. and integrate all that into a plan which the through line as i've looked back on this i realized was uh i had a i had an understanding early on that things are very rarely binary and in Mm. the sense of always or never or uh said in another way things are very rarely in black and white like things work in concert with, with one another, like things come together and. Yeah. Like out. your
0: lifestyle has to do with your financial health and, and your diet and, and your sleep and are totally coordinated. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, health is very multifaceted yeah. and individual. And so is your financial health. And mm-hmm. so. Again, what I realized after seven years of this is, I while I loved teaching, coaching, relationship building, you know, making an impact in people's lives, et cetera, et cetera, the subject matter once again wasn't something that I mm. was jiving with. But I had picked up a very key piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle, in that I had found the freedom and flexibility of time, and not yet the income piece. But I knew that that was possible.
0: Right. And so especially yeah. with what you're doing seeing yeah. it on paper that other people can do it for sure 100% mm-hmm. 100% and seeing
1: how um yeah I mean that's a great way to put it seeing mm-hmm. how other people have done it and then having thousands of conversations with people yeah. who have haven't done it mm-hmm. and hey here's where we are and then have you know, set themselves up financially in a, in a Mm -hmm. sound manner over a long period of time. And, and there were a hundred different ways to do that. A thousand different ways to do that. So
0: I imagine that, that gets you to be really creative with how you help too, because you're given your background in health and wellness. And, and now that like the financial planning aspect, I imagine you can really hone in onto someone and and understand them. Um, and what's going to help bring, like actually help them achieve goals now
1: so that that was uh, that really allowed me to fill in a piece of the puzzle for myself and for other people and realizing mm-hmm. like how much, how many stories there were behind like finances and behind mm-hmm. um, you know a, such a core aspect of people's lives, how much time we spend involved in work and, and a career, right uh, But again, back in 2017, I had this realization I'm, I can't teach this. And I left mm. my financial planning practice to get back into coaching health and wellness. Mm. And I uh, ended up opening a, a fitness organization in Richmond, Virginia. And we did outdoor workouts and workout programming and uh, realized like, okay, this is amazing, but wrong, wrong people, wrong time, mm. wrong place, wrong thing, <laughs> just yeah. closer though, getting closer, um, but learned a lot with that. And mm-hmm. eventually got me closer and closer to all the right things.
0: Which mm. is all the right things and still like becoming the right things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, There's yeah, still yeah. more. And I, I imagine it's just going to continue to compound that way. One of, it's one of my favorite things to do with clients, especially recently, um, is, is work through money stories, I find that there is, there's a tie to just about everything in your life. Like money ties to just about everything or some, something, some story you have about money in relationship to this thing that you've been struggling with. Totally. Uh, Like some of the biggest changes I've noticed come through, um, come through that what is uh What what's your um well what t- t- tell me about, about what you're doing now with in lifted and with your own coaching um even with your with what you are what's your hobby yeah like and because ha- i imagine you've tied all those things together right
1: in in a in a sense, um, and actually in many ways. And yeah. What I what I yeah, in many ways. What I really love, man, is is that we can create whatever life we want to create. We can live however mm-hmm. we want to live. And it gets scary in a great way. If you can get crystal clear on what you actually really love to do and go do those things, then hey, now you're living life where you're doing those things. Right? And it mm-hmm. can't be that simple. Um, so, to accomplish there's a lot of decisions along the way and growth and and challenges and obstacles and opportunities along the way and what i've what i've found over the past two years really is um i've been able to co-create an incredible relationship with my partner Rouslana, and we live in richmond virginia um, we live maybe eight minutes outside the city we've been working on a garden for the past three years and it's just been like slowly building and building and now we're at a point where we've got um, a really beautiful space that we've created back there where it's a big part of my day and i believe in and coach healthy holistic habits for men and i do Story work through using the Enlifted method with a lot of different range of folks um, mm-hmm. I work a lot in the recovery addiction community for that. I do a lot of clearing space, clearing hurt, clearing haunted, clearing trauma, and then helping people get creative moving forward and that's uh, that creative moving forward piece is a big part of the healthy holistic habits coaching that I do as well mm-hmm. but what i've what i've noticed is Take this morning, for example, for me, I spent about four hours in the garden. Garden, hands in the dirt, feet in the dirt. You know, shirt off. I'm in the sun. It's 62 degrees, but I've gotten like three and a half hours of vitamin D soaking up. Uh, I'm grounding. Uh, I'm drinking water. I'm connecting with the earth. I'm creating. I'm planting. Um, just picking up rocks and moving i'm digging i'm pulling roots etc and
0: you're spending so, time with people too time right. with
1: people too yeah you're right and i, I actual, human so, actual
0: human beings
1: actual human beings yeah and, and you know we talked we laughed we connected and what i've what i do now again is primarily story work and coaching mm-hmm. men how to integrate holistic habits into their life mm-hmm. and um it's been a, a just a joy because now I'm coaching, teaching, helping, impacting in subject matters that I truly love and try with my utmost being to implement and live on a mm-hmm. regular basis.
0: yeah a lot of times i when I talk to um, some of the people I work with, even like friends and family they they talk about this desire for more a better work life balance. And I look at that, um, you know, if you can look at that zoomed out, right. You look at somebody who's essentially doing dissonant things, right. If you're familiar with music and understand dissonance, like the way that two, um, different tones, notes, Play against each other can be harmonic or dissonant, and dissonance you can feel it's like that doesn't work uh, but when it's in harmony it's, it works together right it work they work well together, so doing two completely different things like life your your lifestyle is not really matching or melding well with your work or vice versa right you're out of alignment in a way um, and it sounds like what you've got is what i like to call work-life integration you're putting it together um, and and when you can find the things the people the environment you want that all seems to harmonize with you uh, that's got to feel good right
1: i mean i mean it, it feels in, in, incredible and you know in this example my for this week i, I like to stack my weeks
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: days where i have long periods of time to myself where Rue and i can get in the garden or i can go out myself or i can go on a bike ride or run or whatever it may be and so i'll have a a pretty busy very busy tuesday wednesday thursday oftentimes you know coaching Mm -hmm. calls podcasts and otherwise you know maybe 10 minutes 15 minutes in between but i'll have six eight ten things going on throughout the day and uh (laughs) but then on those off days i'm i'm off quote unquote and you know what i'm really doing Mm -hmm. then is those things that really fill me up with joy. And to the harmony point, Mm. Brooks and I, Brooks Meadows, we're working together on our uh, healthy holistic habits coaching for men we launched mm-hmm. a program in 2 weeks you know and this is so cool because now we're over here gardening mm-hmm. in my garden this morning hands in the dirt talking about work stuff talking about what yeah. we're building creating and how we're impacting and helping and i'm going <laughs> over to his house with seeds and some transplanting uh, stuff to transplant and some tools to go help him Put his garden in. He lives a mile from me, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's just it's it is this co, uh,
0: co creation, co creation. Exactly. Oh, it's a great exactly. word for it, man. It, it is it's akin to like creating new habits in your life. And and like I I've worked with like all kinds of people in my health and fitness career um, that are at different levels of like struggle. Like what they need to do in order to lose some weight or have some more energy or whatever it is. And, and a lot of times it's how, how much are you integrating health and wellness into your life? Like every, your moment to moment life, not even like the 30 minutes or 60 minutes a day you spend at the gym or something like that. But, but overall, like your We talked about it before your financial health, um, your mindfulness, your sleep timing, your nutrition timing, uh, you know, what you do when you're bored, like the little silly, silly things that can just make a big difference. And it just meshes, everything meshes in. And that's when you adapt. I call it, it's just identity, like the identity of the person who is healthier, right? (laughs) Meet that, move into that.
1: And ultimately you do that by doing those things, you know, and and being the type of person who does those things.
0: Doing it and enjoying it too, right? Enjoying the process of it, enjoying the fact of it. Every part.
1: that, that's such a huge point because it, it is so vital to enjoy it. So what works for me in terms of like going sticking my hands in the dirt, like maybe other people love to go to the gym and pump iron. Mm-hmm. Maybe other people love to go to dance class. Maybe other people love to, you know, whatever it may be, like pick your thing mm-hmm. and, and do that thing more. Because ultimately, if you're moving, if you're playing, if you're having fun, if you're connecting with uh, another person, other people, mm-hmm. yourself, the earth, whatever, you're winning and you're getting yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're filling yourself up with all those feel good um, hormones and you are uh, building a more resilient, adaptable body and mind. And that's a beautiful thing.
0: It's a great thing. I was just talking to a friend who uh, he's um, he missed out on a promotion at his job and he was frustrated about it um because he thought he should have gotten it right Mm -hmm. should have been mine like one of those situations and i asked him like you know it could have been yours if you only what (laughs) like what could you have done differently so that it or what can you do now to like get it the next time earn it Um, uh he he made a joking sort of, well, definitely high on the victim mentality scale Mm -hmm. response to it. And it was, um, uh, he needed to meet a certain race requirement. Let's say that totally. (laughs) Yeah. In his con, he works for, I I think he worked, I think this is his uh, job for Disney. He works for Disney. Um, massive company, right? They have a lot of whatever, I'm sure they have criteria. And, um, I said, okay, well, what if you change jobs? What if you got it? What if you did something different? What if you got a different job doing like a similar thing? And it's, you know, yes, you can do that. And also are you comfortable? Are you too comfortable where you are? And like people tend to, when they get it, go for a new job, especially this is a common thing. Now uh, people are working places for like two, three years and then shifting companies or something like that. And they end up getting like almost a 20% increase in salary and income and also like a better work environment. Cause they're like, I know what I want now.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: I know what I want to experience. And imagine like you do that three, four times and you've settled into your home. Basically, yeah. it's like living in an apartment before you buy a house, that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. And as you keep going, you're going to keep integrating these or assuming these new identities and integrating these new uh, habits, values around that. Picking up, new skills. Yeah. You know, and then I mean, all of a sudden you're, sh- you know, sharing a garden with your, with your business partner right, right? <laughs> basically yeah exactly it's great it's so great it and and that's where some people are too is they're in this corporate lifestyle and wanting to get out and or or they they want this other lifestyle and they think the way to get it is by working for a promotion because they'll finally make more money mm. right but what yeah, comes I mean, along with that
1: yeah exactly and you know there's a i forget where I heard this but there's there's something that has really helped me and helped a lot of clients in the past that, that I want to bring up when it comes to jobs, careers, et cetera, right? So yeah. about there's, there's, you have hobbies, jobs, careers,
0: mm.
1: and vocation, aka a hedgehog, right? So I'll get to that.
0: Right, yeah, hobby, I got you.
1: Yeah, hobby is something that you typically, that you love to do for fun. Mm-hmm. You often pay to do it. Like a hobby of mine is soccer. I still pay 85 bucks every spring and 85 bucks every fall for the privilege of playing soccer with my friends in a league. No one's paying me to play soccer. Yeah, unfortunately, right. But that's That's me with uh,
0: jujitsu. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. A lot of people have jobs. Typically, Mm -hmm. it's time for income. There's thousands of job opportunities out there. Right. Different Mm -hmm. jobs, all kinds of jobs. A career is a specific job or category of jobs you you do for a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people find themselves in careers that they don't like that they could quit and get a job, but there's a lot of sunk cost fallacy going on
0: where mm. they invested
1: so much into this thing. Right. It's like, uh,
0: we've already gone this far. Exactly. Can't turn back now. Exactly. That kind of well, you thing. can
1: turn back now. You know, you can decide to walk down the mountain and then go climb another one
0: or just move over you know, a little bit, traverse over, the mountain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go to the other side. Whoa, better view. Let's go this way. You know? Yeah. Uh,
0: that's why we so take last, people in the mountains <laughs> exactly yeah, <that laughs> literal was, example yeah,
1: exactly uh that last one of uh, vocation is ideally you know a category of job or career that you love and you mm. do for a long time and um i think it was it was but good to great uh, yeah it's about the the hedgehog which is uh has to have these three qualities it has to drive your, epic, your economic engine. So, you got to mm-hmm. make the money you want to make on it. You got to mm-hmm. absolutely love it. It has to be something that you were born for, created for, could be the best
0: in the world. At. You're good at, yeah.
1: Yeah, best in the world. Right. Um, you know, looking through the, through the lens of coaching, what I realized is like, yeah, I, I, I used to do a lot of personal training. Mm-hmm. You know, and workout programming. And those are things that you know, like I liked, but I didn't love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did make money, you know, didn't make what I wanted it to make, but it made some money. But I wasn't gonna be the best in the world at it.
0: Mm-hmm. Any way, so she- it's is it worth your time? Is it worth doing? It wasn't. Well, it brought you to this next step, and that's like exactly. like you can you can have that ideal as of the hedgehog concept um, and be working toward that. Um, in some way, like you're just doing reps,
1: repping it, man. <laughs> everything you know, is a rep. Everything's a rep, and and you know, I wouldn't have been in that position to find the hedgehog, which was and is story work for me, if I hadn't had been in that, you know, opportunity and repping what I was repping and doing mm-hmm. what I was doing. You know, so I mean, it is just a a. I'm a big believer that everything happens. Uh, If not for a reason on purpose, at least on purpose
0: and for you, as opposed to to you. Mm -hmm. There was, dude, talk about that. Like the, the law of attraction, how energy melds together and comes together. I was just uh, meeting up with our friend with Joe Serpe before this, Mm -hmm. um, we went for a coffee and then hung out in a parking lot swung our maces around and just jammed, just like talked for a while, Brad talk through business, right? He's building out a program. I'm doing my retreats. We just talk about this stuff. And we'd start talking about his ideal client, like who he serves, who he, who his clients are and like, what does, what defines them? Right. He works with, um, overworked, really busy people, usually doctors. Um, and all of a sudden this older gentleman walks up to us and introduces himself he's like hey what is that talking about the mace mm-hmm. which happens all the time yeah and then we start talking about it turns out this guy's retired right is down like 2 points on his a1c he's he's like getting out of diabetes He needs to lose 10 more pounds. He wants to work out more, but he's doing it at home. Right. He has all these other health things that he's, he's actively taking, like put prioritizing and making, putting front of mind. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he wants to be able to snowboard for two weeks straight or a month straight. And this is like an older gentleman retired from a, a long career. And we're just talking about this exact thing. How are we like, well, what's a good way to bring these people to you? Oh, I guess we could just stand around and swing a mace and see what happens. And then 30 seconds later, the person like that we just described walks up to us sometimes. Yeah. Things just happen on purpose for some reason. Like who knows why, why these things come up. It's, it's a wild, uh, thing and the more you think about it the more you put your energy into it it's going to come back to you
1: well ultimately think about what that guy could possibly gain by working with you or joe mm-hmm. in any of those capacities you know it's 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 the freedom of movement it's the joy and love of a, of learning a new skill it's the health and longevity of getting out of mm-hmm. uh, diabetes and reducing his risk of Uh, heart disease and stroke and Alzheimer's it's Mm -hmm. getting being there for his kids like all those are high impact high vibe high energy stuff that yeah uh, you know I believe we live in a very good world and there's a lot of shit that we see and there's a lot of bad stuff that happens but it's far outweighed by the goodness of the human spirit and the more that we spread impact and good vibes the more that we get rewarded and see those things mm-hmm. so,
0: it's just going to come right back to you
1: yeah you guys are talking about helping people and there was an opportunity to help yeah about, you
0: plus know, we're guys. we're doing this thing yeah. that's like oh these guys look pretty they look pretty fit and they're swinging this thing what is that i'm curious about that they right we're, you're going to attract people who yeah. are curious about those things It's top of mind right um it's funny how we can bring people into our world too, man. Like and, the, and the, the people we get to meet, we've met some, met some awesome people through, through this type of work. Nice uh, right. Uh, the big reason why I'm planning my, like my retreat, my, the, the fit for adventure like, that I showed you there's, uh, I, I, ha- I know that the more we can bring, uh, Certain things into our life is it becomes easier to make these identity shifts and do the work, take the action. So for people that are like um, struggling business people, entrepreneurs, or in a job that they want to move out of, start moving closer to their hedgehog in a way too. Like they have that desire, they're not sure what it is, um, but giving them uh, a space like an adventure to. Connect with um, just a different network, a different group of people, a different environment, similar to how we connected at the summit at the Strong Coach Summit.
1: And and having a different, as you said, different conversations, but just proving to yourself that you could do a very hard thing that you might have otherwise thought you could. Yeah, and that being able to realize that you can translate that. And because you climbed the actual mountain, the literal mountain, you can then climb the proverbial mountain.
0: Right. You could go play on the Hills in the in backyard of Richmond, Virginia.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Exactly. That, and
1: that business thing is not as scary. That conversation you got to have is not as scary. That life thing. Yeah. The whole thing you're facing is people, you know, like that type of stuff.
0: One uh, conversation I had with a friend yesterday about, <laughs> it was about crying I've had this thought lately, Um, you know, I have a a six month old son and babies cry. And uh, I had this, you know, this internal battle the other day when I observed him crying and part of me, the father in me wants to console him to project calmness and make him think it's okay, you don't have to cry right and then the other part of me is like no let it out man cry it out you can this is important um anyway the conversation uh, i think about weird shit but the conversation um awesome. that i was th- really thinking about was like who am i to tell him what he's feeling like i don't know what he's feeling and sometimes we just need to cry it out <laughs> um but we attach stories to those emotions we experience. And then we assume every um, time we experience that emotion is going to be this certain story, right? That's how our our work works as we go back to that. Um, When you're in this stressful environment, like climbing a mountain, though, you're recreating a lot of these emotions that occur, right? um the same emotion you'll feel when you're stressed out and like wanting to give up on a on, on a uh, difficult climb or adventure is akin to that one you'll feel right before a tough conversation mm-hmm. that uh collapse in your throat or um withdrawal or justifications in your head like well, if I don't have this conversation or if I don't take one step further up this mountain, I'll be okay, right? Yeah. Those little yeah. things. It doesn't matter if you, like what the thing is, if you work through the emotion and come out on the other end with like something positive to work toward, there's there's progress and it doesn't even matter why. You're just gonna be a better decision maker, a leader, a better coach, a better mentor um because you did this one hard thing.
1: You won't always know how that one packed you down the road or how you look back on that thing and how how that perspective will change over time as you look back on it. You know the lessons keep giving for certain things.
0: I remember like I, I I did a I did a bunch of Spartan races and that was like a similar thing. Like I was like oh if I could do this I could do anything. Right. You plan enough of those out, and you're doing like one a month. next thing you know you're you're designing your life around this identity right and uh and it translates well man i I imagine for you is the same like that laid a good foundation for your own habits, your health and um your decision making.
1: It, it got me moving, it got me outside, it got me, um, doing a diverse set of things. When I got outside,
0: uh,
1: it got me connected to other people. Um, you know, and, and still keeps me motivated, man. Like I, you know, if I've got a race on the calendar, even if it's six months out, like my, my, a race is this year, um.
0: Uh, What do you got this year? What's planned? I'm
1: gonna. So I'm going back up to Vermont again. I went last year for OCR World Championships. Yeah. uh, Had a a awesome taste of Stratton Mountain. Nice. uh, Which is a world class ski resort, but this was no snow. We're running up and down. So I now I know what's up there, and I know what to (laughs) expect. Uh, and would love to qualify for that again to give that another go. So, uh again, that's me, in
0: like October. Yeah, end yeah, of September. Okay, end September. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: So that gives me a metric, a baseline uh structure, mm-hmm. things to progress, things to grow on, and everything. You know, again, it's going to be getting me outside. I got a bike yeah. to hit more aerobic and more leg work. Uh, Gets nice. me on the trails, gets me in the mountains and the Blue Ridge a couple of mm-hmm. hours outside of my hometown, you know, just start stacking a lot of these things.
0: And that gives you a lot of like reason why, like reason to, sure. to keep it up. For sure. I imagine uh, at some point in your life, um, you fell short, right? you fell short of those like expectations or that lifestyle that you were trying to create. Have you you ever like fallen off or fallen back because of a bad decision or like a lack of discipline?
1: I have, I'll fall off for periods of time. Sometimes I'll take, uh, especially it tends to happen towards the end of a season where i am be like, all right, and it's my two week off season and it turns into a two and a half month off season, Mm. you know, which a lot of times in many ways means that my body and mind really needed it. Mm -hmm. uh, And I won't. I will let a lot of those healthy habits go sometimes, mm. uh, sometimes around the holidays, et cetera. Um, you know, but uh, again, it's, it's about finding that balance. And, you know, I've experienced mm-hmm. it with injuries. Uh, I had a terrible back injury in the beginning of March, 2019 mm. and that derailed that, that had me, uh, I learned six months later, eight, you know, uh, a year later, 18 months later to finally let go of the identity of a strength athlete from that
0: injury. And to, uh, Mm, so you had a bit of a crisis there, an identity crisis. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I couldn't pick up a pencil for six months, barely. um, Because
0: of back, like your back pain that you were experiencing. yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I was running a ton lifting a ton still lifting heavy and uh not stretching plus burning the candle on both ends building and trying to really uh keep alive a business that wasn't serving me so there was a lot of things that were trying to that were kind of uh signals my body was giving me in many ways to let off the gas in some capacity and uh mm-hmm. it, it had just so happened that that finally happened uh, Under a bar of a squat rack, and my spine just went like, like felt like just the like oh dude, it was brutal. I got you. Uh,
0: Yeah, I can I can feel it.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's I still feel it sometimes. But uh, I that was my first major major injury. Like I've broken my wrist, broken my collarbone, I've had some ankle stuff. But that was the first one that was like, hey, now you can't do anything. Hmm. And, And uh, walking was you know my jam for a, a while and like you know floor core exercises for a long time mm-hmm. and it really humbled me in many ways and it it forced a lot of growth out of me and really was a you know dark night of the soul moment almost because uh, what i loved in many ways the most and had built that lifestyle around and the identity around mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it for a long period of time and i, I I had to learn how to trust my body again, which was a really challenging process. Hmm. Uh, You know, where after a year, my back was healed, but it took two full years, two and a half years to even do any strength training again. Like, other than like maybe pick up a sandbag or like move some rocks in the backyard type stuff. Like still haven't touched a barbell, probably won't went wow. back to kettlebells and some mm-hmm. more structured work but uh really had to work through a lot of identity work had to work through a lot of limiting beliefs a lot of fear and
0: really it's wild how much these things impact people big time, right? like big impacted time. you i've experienced big similar a lot of similarities like i had some injuries over the years and kept going kept kept working through them and uh it forces an identity shift right over time you you end up being a different person like I used to be a competitive weightlifter, and then i like I haven't touched a bargo in months um, I started training just training differently i work I, I see that a lot in people like uh and and some of my my work recently is like helping people with understanding their identities and like where they're at and uh those those shifts, man. Like you, met, you have these periods in your lifetime that uh, really affect you. Like you dedicate so much time to something, it's going to stick. It's going to be important to you. And why would you want to let that go? Imagine like it was it was finally letting go of something and becoming like something new that that made it all like worth it.
1: Yeah, it made you grateful. Yeah. Coming out of the other side of it. Exactly. In that new identity it made, mm-hmm. it made those things worth it. And as cliche as it is, you know, it's like the, the, Oh, I'm glad it happened. Yada, yada, yada. You know, three <laughs> years removed. Yeah. Okay. I could, I could say that it was a catalyst and a lot of personal growth. And so in that mm-hmm. way, I'm glad that it happened, you
0: know, you're glad something happened.
1: <laughs> so I'm glad that something happened to, right. <laughs> to achieve that.
0: So you get to be where you are now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah and it could be anything it's not just like that special moment you waited for and it just happened to be a back entry it could be any one one decision like you're one decision away from from living the life you want you ever hear that quote yeah yeah <laughs> something akin to that what uh what decisions have you made that have taken you away from from that away from your values or away from your life have you have you had any like moments where you you were at fault, like you had to take ownership over something and failed to?
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, the the way that my business ended in 2019 is is definitely one. Uh, mm. You know, and, and I attempted to, in many ways, right a wrong or come back together, so to speak, in, uh, in 2020 early Mm -hmm. 2020 about a a year later i uh, linked back up with my old business partner we moved to mexico together to open a health and wellness retreat Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that when we moved down to mexico the date was march 2nd 2020 and then the pandemic hit two weeks later and everything just went
0: were you were you stuck in mexico or did you end up coming back
1: no we made it out on the thursday the border was closed on the friday um you know, there was a, a week there where we didn't know whether we were going to stay or not. There was you know, hindsight 2020 probably could have stayed and I'd still be in Mexico, you know, but um, he, you know, we, we came back, we I ended up living in his walk in closet for that first like month of really scary COVID mm-hmm. times and a lot of the stuff that we went through then and uh, the stuff is as far as how our business relationship year earlier had ended and you know where he wanted to take his life and where i found myself at that time uh just getting back into and finding it lifted Mm -hmm. uh getting into a a relationship with my now partner that i live with and i built a beautiful life with Ruslana. uh my business partner ended up going back to mexico six months later and is still there now doing Mm -hmm. all the things we were going to do in war and there are uh there's definitely some stories there for me still. You know, mm. there's, there's some feelings that get brought up with that. There's some.
0: Uh, Regret, tension, guilt, I something.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't. Envy. There's definitely some envy. There's a lot of like the
0: what if, you know, what if I would have done it this way? I yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: A lot of what ifs. Um, and in many ways, man, I'm, I'm, I'm also just super. hmm stoked for him and just the idea in general because it the way that it's going means that that our vision was spot on like it worked it's just i'm not doing it you know Mm. and that means that one day when our worlds have kind of come back together i I know i'll be able to take Ruslana down there and we'll be able to visit it and experience it yeah it'll be a really cool serendipitous just you know 360 coming Mm. back there that time and that place and see the difference and etc that's so.
0: an interesting take on it and i like that you you, you think that way you, you can think it's, with uh it, there's there's definitely humility there like you're shedding your ego like it's not about you it's about yeah. um the, the the vision you had and it's being done it's it's you know it's happening it's real it's
1: we moved down there to this really tiny town called, called Julha, which is about 15 minutes south of Bacalar, 30 minutes north of Chutumal, right at north of the Belize border on the Yucatan Peninsula, mm-hmm. which is a six-hour shot straight south of Cancun. And tiny little town, like stray dogs running everywhere. You, uh, if you're going to eat chicken, if you were eating pollo that night, Someone chopped its head off that day and plucked it from one of the chickens running around. Wow. Still burning trash in the street, like, like, yeah, this tiny ass village. But my buddy had found, uh, had been introduced to a family there and had been down there for like three months and had really gotten to know and love this family. And it was a, a couple in their 50s Antonio and Nora. Antonio had spent like eight years of construction foreman in Chicago, so knew a little bit of English. Nora didn't at all. Uh, Antonio had gotten back into health and wellness and fitness again, just by kind of working in the garden. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they were three blocks from the most incredible, gorgeous blue lagoon I'd ever seen in my life. And this is like in a sacred Mayan jungle type area. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they had banana trees and mango trees on the property and coconuts and chickens running around. And Nora was cooking authentic Mayan food like every night, Mm -hmm. but they uh they had some habits and some things that, that meant that Nora had a whole lot of health issues mm. couldn't really move was extremely obese and overweight and you know they were using canola oil for all of their cooking and deep frying uh-huh. everything and canola oil they were drinking regular soda they were um you know just a lot of things that wow. subtle shifts a lot of progress could be made they weren't moving at all you know nora wasn't really moving or and this
0: out. was in this little town in mexico yeah, yeah the same where time. Where, you know, they probably didn't have these things until recently. And they're like gifts for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- this was the way. Like, oh, they- this saves
0: they- me so much money and time and <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and canola oil was cheap. You know, yeah. that's what they used, and, and that's how they cook their food. So, my mm-hmm. buddy Brian and I brought down a big thing from Costco—a big thing of coconut oil. You know, I "Did the use this?" You know, and it's like, okay. And so now, while we were there, while they had that resource, mm-hmm. they were using. They just straight swapped the canola for the coconut, which was a much healthier option and choice. And we mm. got him stretching and doing yoga. And- nice. So I say this now because now that he's been down there for 18 months, she's lost like 40 pounds. Wow. Uh, she looks. Totally different It's incredible, like her and, and Tony are super happy. They've got the, the Airbnb hostel situation going. They're, you know they're, they're growing their little thing. Brian's mm-hmm. got his situation, so it's you know mm-hmm. that impact that we really wanted to make is still being made.
0: I love how you can look at this moment in your life. Like, yeah, there was definitely some, there's definitely some stories there that you're going to work through and sure, sure. Um, like emotions that come up. And also like you wish you would have made a different decision, like part of a part of that or decisions you're questioning. And then also you're looking at it and you're taking ownership over what you did do well and, what you're happy about. And, and also like what you're, what good came out of it. Like you did something that was valuable. Um, for sure. For sure.
1: But the most, the biggest thing I learned was, but it wasn't
0: for your immediate gratification. That's the no, the opposite. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> longer playing soccer barefoot with the ninos and drinking out of coconuts and right. <laughs> it was, I went all the way. Like I made a decision to do something that was super scary and super out of my comfort zone. And yeah. and I went all the way. I did it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and it means that I'm capable. What that says about me is that I'm capable of making those. Big, mm-hmm. tough, hard decisions. And that's translatable to a lot of things. Dude, those so many different. things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it was another one of those mountains to climb and box to check.
0: Exactly. You get to the top of a, of a mountain. You're like, oh, I could do this. I could do anything. Yes. <laughs> right? As long as you, um, or sometimes though, and this is like a, this is a common struggle, man. You you, you don't make the summit, right? If you ever, if you ever do an, or you do a Spartan race, you can't finish. Oh, you got to get taken out on like a a golf cart because you hurt your ankle or something. I've I've seen that a lot or something stupid. You're dehydrated and they have to pull you out or something like that. Or you don't, you have to turn around because the weather got bad on a mountain. Like I experienced that before or um, i'm not feeling it like i'm i the elevation's getting to me so i should turn around like i've had that happen um and then you're in a moment where you have to make a decision and sometimes you have to make the one that's like not gonna get you to that point like that summit that expectation you thought you had that you thought was important yeah turn around Uh, and then you look back on it and you there's a sense of like, oh man, I should have, I really should have gotten up there. I can't believe I spent all that time preparing and training. We didn't make it right. But is it about the summit? Is it about the expectation? Is it about the, like that dream outcome? Or is it about the exploration, the process of it?
1: The, The purity of the process.
0: Yeah. The enjoyment. But if you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's you know I could imagine why that is.
1: Yeah, in many ways about the goal, the end
0: goal. I could imagine. Yeah, going back to that hedgehog concept, it's you were just chasing something that's not your thing. Yeah, you could have you could have been chasing something that that's not really in that uh, in that ideal that ideal situation for you.
1: Yeah, in, in very in many ways of right track, wrong train, or mm. you know, one of one of those types of things. Um, you know, a, a, a retreat in a tropical environment, a retreat center in a tropical environment sounds amazing, and and maybe it's just because I meant to do that with Ruslana, and not
0: in Richmond, know, Virginia. Yeah,
1: <laughs> or do it in a, in a different
0: place in a different time. You know, and so right, yeah, um, or like right people, wrong idea. <laughs> something like that and and i'm just there's just so many combinations and, and ways that people can relate this um to something that's really important to them seeming seemingly important um important now when did you when did you learn uh not better question where what was it like when you discovered uh it lifted and you realize like, this was the thing that was going to work for you and help you the most in your life. Well, I've
1: been buddies with Mark England, the co-founder since 2017, and he's helped me tremendously at numerous stages of my life, make big, come to terms with big things and big transitions and decisions. Um, through a story work method when i got back from mexico i was truly in the dumps my dream had crumbled there was this crazy isolation pandemic thing going on uh, mark was actually the first person outside of my family that i had interacted with mm-hmm. after the pandemic uh, or like i guess during the pandemic and we uh we ended up You know, there was one point where, like, I don't know, he coughed or like we like shook hands or something. And it was like, ah, fuck, you know, and it's like, well, you know, oh well. And from that point on, it was like, all right, Mark and I are hanging out. We're good. If he's got it, I got it. If I got it, he's got it. Fuck it. We're good. You know, one of
0: those. Yeah. One of those. Yeah.
1: yeah, (laughs) Beginning. And
0: uh, that was a weird time in our lives, man, when that was what we were thinking about.
1: (laughs) Weird time. But during that time, he said, hey, man, I've got this thing and lifted. Uh, and I had actually helped start the launch of Lifted at Paleo FX with them in 2019. Hmm. We had launched it. So I like knew what it was about, but, but they had, they were already six certs in and I just totally off my radar. And he said, Hey man, we've got level ones, your cert six you're in. And I was like, fuck. All right. I'm in.
0: You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Like you need to do this. Like, I need of... to
1: do this. Like, all right, I'm going to do it. And, and really, man, when I saw, you know, a couple of weeks in, when I saw what was happening, the shifts that were occurring with my peers, the other coaches on the call, when I, you know, went, went and did some sessions with some friends, uh, mm-hmm. when I did my peer to peer sessions, when I felt the shifts for myself, I knew that this could be something that, would be drastically mm-hmm. available and reliably effective for a myriad number of people that I that I knew and didn't know.
0: For a and lot just, of different reasons too. A
1: whole lot of different reasons. And it and it scratched the itch of a skill set that I could get that I could like really dive into and like hyper focus in, in on, but it was guaranteed to be different every time. And mm, it wasn't like a formula that I had to follow. Like All I right. could follow a blueprint but then
0: Go off script, yeah.
1: Go off script, make it my own, you know, like like there's a thousand different stories we could cover. Like which one feels right? And it's great. Yeah. Dude, it allowed me to connect, checked a lot of boxes. So
0: Mm. yeah, it did. It fill it filled in a lot of gaps. And and the 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 thing that was like attractive to me um at one point and also I I heard this today, like someone um someone said this to me today. It's like the when you talk to somebody who understands the like language that well, um, it just sounds better <laughs> you'll You'll look at it someone say, "Wow, you're giving a lot of thought to what you're saying and that had always been appealing to me is, is being someone who's eloqu- eloquently spoken and who is thoughtful um because then you can play with, uh, you can play with your words a little, a little bit better. Um,
1: there's some precision and clarity that comes with that yeah. that is oftentimes lacking in many other instances.
0: Well, and, and there's a clear difference. And, and, you know, I have friends that still very much thrive in, uh, in the victim mentality in a way. They just use a lot of soft talk, and there's a clear difference between someone who is assertive and someone who's passive aggressive. And it's soft talk. Soft <laughs> and, talk, projections. And soft talk and projections. Yeah. Um it, and it's that reflects going back to like, hey, integrating everything, like that reflects in your health. That reflect it reflects in your stress management, in your work, um, in your overall happiness. I realized, like, if if I could speak well, then I probably have some other good things going on my, in my life.
1: I mean, think um, about, you know, I, I hear your baby in the background. And, oh, yeah. You know, about, like how helpful that's going to be to, as a parent, be able to speak clearly and concisely and accurately and, and to be able to instill that to your, your child. Like, mm-hmm. That's going to be an incredible feeling, man.
0: Or just understand, like... Or be able to get, like, have my son tell me when he's feeling a certain way. Mm. That's what I'm really looking forward to.
1: Getting um, them, getting him describing things and being able to understand.
0: Right. What can I do for you right now that's, like, best, that's going to serve yeah. you the most, right? Because um, right now it's... I'm, I'm trying to learn a new language, trying to think understand about, him.
1: Think about if you asked him and then you got him asking you, how can I support you? Ooh. You, know, so you get you got him at from like, you know, two, two years old. He's, how can I support you, daddy? You know, and you, you ask him, how can I support you? And he says, Oh, I need this. I need that. Like, get a me beer. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to the fridge, kid.
0: <laughs> Give me a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> No, I could see that. And I can see it as also being able to set good boundaries with your kids. Like, how can I support you? Well, right now I'd like to be alone (laughs) and teach him that that's okay. (laughs) Yes. Or, Hey, can you help me with this? Or I'd really love it if we can talk about something, right? I'm just imagining myself being able to have like a solid communication boundary with my son when he's Fifteen, when communication yeah. is like non-existent between a parent and a kid,
1: dude, for sure. And when you really need their help, instead of saying "Hey, go do this," it's "Would you support me in this?" You know, we mm-hmm. all need support and want support. You know, and so that's just a, a great language shift. And and you're right to be able to build a lifelong relationship, especially at the times that it you know are those crux points in parental uh, mm-hmm. relationships, oftentimes.
0: There are some points in your life that are really key where you got to be. I imagine like being being really intentional is important. Uh, like formative years when kids are going through major life changes and things stick a little bit more, right? <laughs>
1: you know i'm I'm finding that now too with and and lifted and this work has helped me tremendously in my relationship with my parents now as a thirty four year old man and being able to realize my parents' stories and see where they came from and how you know uh just in so many ways having a better understanding that they were their own people and with their own mm-hmm. hopes and dreams and,
0: Limitations
1: and otherwise, and their own stories and Mm -hmm. you know uh, histories and and whatnot, and it's given me such a profound
0: their own struggles, right?
1: Yeah, dude, no doubt, man. Like, and and stuff that I just was not. As I get older, I have much more appreciation for the work and the sacrifice that they made, Mm -hmm. and it has made me also realize from the work in health and wellness and. The fact that they haven't prioritized that over their life, mm-hmm. that my interactions with them, though they're both, you know, fine, right? Quote unquote. Uh, I am very intentional with my interactions with them now because mm-hmm. I don't know how long I have, Man. have those interactions yeah <laughs> how blessed I am to still have them. I am yeah. very well aware of that. That's a really good
0: positive, you know. I will, I mean. <laughs> I imagine for you, that was a, a, a really transformation, transformational like mindset shift of like realizing you may only have like 10, 20, 30 more interactions with someone.
1: I mean, you know, and especially a
0: hundred, how many, right. It's yeah. counting down either way. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> Everyone counts down, you know, and, and, um, you know my dad and I haven't always had the best relationship and we still haven't mm-hmm. worked through certain things but i'm I'm just very uh I see him a lot more now mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a lot more appreciative and grateful of him and mm-hmm. so now our that's shifted our relationship and you know my mom and I hung out with my six month old nephew uh, uh, yesterday. we went down to the To the park I used to play on, you know, walk down there and and swung them on the swing and hung out together. And that was just a a really beautiful experience. And so just being able to have those now and cherish them for what they are when Mm -hmm. I'm there.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. What you're you're on the uh enlifted podcast team. Tell me about that experience so far.
1: It's been super fun, man. It's been yeah. super fun to work with such rad people and capable people who also speak that language. You know? Number
0: one health and fitness pod, health and wellness podcast in twenty twenty two. Twenty
1: twenty two, we're spelling right? abra. Uh, you know, all of us have have had podcast experience hosting shows and getting on other shows before and so we had in many ways moved through a lot of that imposter syndrome when it came to the identity of podcast host and yet we have all come across it when it came when it comes down to having the types of conversations we're having with the types of folks that we're having it with and it's been a super fun thing to relate and find so many folks relatable and man what a cool opportunity to just have fun conversations with people
0: they're going to be relatable we all have these stories we tell ourselves it's the most relatable thing is is storytelling and and words like we all use that consciously or unconsciously we absolutely
1: do and when i Mm -hmm. When I realized that John Wolf, too, sometimes experiences imposter syndrome, I'm like, "Well oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's okay <laughs> you know so
0: you too all, me yeah, me too
1: yeah we're all human
0: we're all human. what was the what was like I imagine you've done a bunch now, like uh, quite a quite a few podcast recordings um and this just launched earlier this year, right mm-hmm. um and you've done what's what's been your favorite uh, interview so far mm-hmm conversation
1: yeah so i love the roundtable discussions uh the unlifted round tables mm-hmm. discussion and and it's a it's become a richmond virginia uh yeah necessity if you come to richmond you got a pretty Keep. decent shot to get on the podcast so uh give us a holler uh um, thanks for
0: that and, invitation
1: yeah cheers brother <laughs> I, I i love those conversations um yeah you know the the one that really stood out to me the most was John Wolf's because uh, he went through some some early in his twenties late teens early twenties early early adulthood he went through some uh struggles with addiction and drugs and uh really profoundly turned his life around and has been such a huge positive impact for so many people and Mm. really showing.
0: Can you give a, uh, give a quick um, description of him for listeners who are not yeah. familiar?
1: John is the chief fitness officer of Onnit in Austin, Texas. And Onnit has a tremendous background in educating uh, folks in the health and wellness community. And John's specialty is in mobility and movement. And so getting folks moving freer better and he is truly world-class he's you know uh joe rogan's trainer type type yeah like li-
0: literally yeah <laughs>
1: literally quite literally yes yeah and you know, long time mma artist and, and mm-hmm. just very just a kind-hearted dude and you know seeing and hearing those stories of folks who have made it through the other side it's very helpful and hopeful for me in many ways because I I do a fair amount of story work in the addiction recovery community and uh, a lot of that work doesn't end up as a quote-unquote success from the standpoint of that individual maintaining sobriety for a long period of time Mm -hmm. Uh, so now what's really really cool is I've been working for a year and a half with a group of homes here in richmond virginia and i do one-on-one <laughs> sessions with their intensive patients i do four one-on-one one-hour story work sessions with them mm-hmm. and there is a forty six percent increase in those patients maintaining attaining and maintaining six months of sobriety wow through doing those story work
0: versus the ones that don't. compared to people who don't wow correct correct that is uh, man and how long have you been measuring that data, like since the beginning? Uh, the year and a half. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm curious to see how that's going to change long term, because I imagine that number will increase.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a. I actually have lunch with the founders next week, who I'm working with, and they mm-hmm. uh, they shared this data with me last week, and it's it's part of a, a state of the art tracking KPI like key performance Mm -hmm. indicator tracking system for uh recovery communities across the world so this is like a a a
0: model that could potentially be replicated Replicated. yeah Yeah, and brought to um a lot of people yeah potentially so it's amazing to see
1: to loop it around to see John Mm -hmm. become who he has become Mm -hmm. through you know his struggles is just super cool man
0: can you relate to that is that some is that why you you do feel connected to that community um is that something you've struggled with is
1: i haven't personally struggled yeah. with addiction. i have it run in my family and both sides and grandparents
0: so and it's, it's been around you you've been around it
1: yeah it's been around and, and i have a, a childhood friend uh who has uh really struggled with it for about 10 years and it's mm. is one of these guys that i i will love him to death um, you know i he'll pop on and off the radar and a lot of our mutual friends aren't really in communication with him anymore but mm. uh, it you know he, he's the one i worry about the most or think about the most
0: you know? mm. so, um, in the in this like process yeah, like in this yeah, journey, or... yeah, yeah. The journey yeah, yeah yeah well that's amazing man and like. Uh, that's a that's a huge impact that you get to make on people, and then if it grows even more, that's like it's admirable.
1: Uh, I appreciate it, man. That's exciting, yeah. and it's there's a lot of crazy stories, dude. There's <laughs> a lot of crazy
0: yeah, stories. I've so heard, I've cool. heard some, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Very much a uh, uh, it, it can be very challenging work, and you know, again, I think the challenge comes with the reward mm-hmm. of you know when it when it when folks can make that shift and do see that, you know, the identity of, uh, or maybe shift some of that pain that they felt or the reason why mm-hmm. they're they've been using and abusing whatever it is, they can mm-hmm. start to love themselves a little bit more again. And that's
0: just super cool. To finish, to wrap this up, um, everybody, every person in some way is, is, uh, has leadership. Potential and has uh, influence over someone else has an impact creates impact. Um, I'm I, I believe like inside of everybody is like the potential to lead to lead a, a revolution to lead something to lead change, um, and yet there's there's a lot of fear there's an the imposter syndrome that prevents them. There's not knowing, there's limited resources, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, And then at some point you recognize like the people who actually do take action. At some point you recognize like, okay, I have the ability to do this. I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to start. Do you have, uh, do you have a moment or was there like a lesson in your life that helped you realize that you had, The potential to have an impact or lead lead some change in people or lead yourself to change. Was there one particular moment?
1: There is. So I I decided to run an ultra marathon in November of 2017. I wasn't prepared to do so, but we did it for. My buddy and I, Pat, did it for uh, a child cancer support organization in town and to honor his sister who had passed away 10 years earlier from leukemia. And we, I like when he told me about it a couple months prior, I knew I couldn't let him do it alone. And that was a big leadership moment for me because I was going to say yes to something that I knew was going to hurt physically, mentally, and that I was scared shitless of mm. and that I had no idea whether I could finish it. Uh, and there were a lot of what if questions that were what if this goes wrong type scenarios that I harbored for a long time and leading up to that. But I, yeah, um, I was seeing, yeah, and like just <laughs> just doing it, just getting to the start line and then then. Mm-hmm. Getting, you know, seeing the support of the community and as we raise money and the people that showed up and you know, ran a mile or two with us or cooked us some food, <clears throat> was a high five at mile, whatever, you know, like was just so cool. And I realized then how much like a decision like that can impact other people mm. and how anyone can make a decision and gain to build that momentum for themselves and for their community and for other people it doesn't have to be a 50 mile race it could be a freaking 5k you know or, or anything you know and so it's just
0: something to support someone to else support someone else exactly yeah and
1: you can learn a lot about yourself in that time frame you know
0: and oh yes yeah.
1: what that ultimately taught me was to ask what could go right instead of what could go wrong mm. and when i started asking that question the possibility opened up of me finishing the race and then the probability opened Mm -hmm. up me finishing the race and then i knew for a fact once i towed the line i was going to finish the race you know so
0: instead of the overwhelm of like what do i need to do like that all of these things stacking you looked at it more uh you you were able to look at it more with like okay i i I got this i know what i need to do
1: control what we can control yeah and and the stuff we can nail
0: yeah and that ability to also do that and have an impact on somebody was really yeah. a defining moment then and it's funny how like and and i imagine this is what really drives these changes in people like these realizations where you can you can do something you can have an impact um they're driven a lot of times by overcoming things like or overcoming certain challenges certain internal struggles really um, akin to the hero's journey in a way and uh like overcoming a fear or accomplishing a goal or doing a really hard thing you once thought you couldn't like climbing like climbing a mountain
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: um or running a spartan race or something right exactly. taking a risk taking the leap get, finding a new job interviewing just interviewing <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. You a know, if you're thing. listening to this, do something scary. Do something yeah. <laughs> scary because it also is probably a little exciting.
0: Definitely. Like <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, cool. So, so people can listen to you on the enlisted podcast. And yes. uh, uh, what else, uh, what else would you like people to do or what else do you do you get people to do do yeah. you have a do you have a program do you have an offer do you do anything fun are I you do. even fun
1: I, I love you know I, I embody many nicknames uh, fun Dave is not yet a nickname but I'll take it uh, <laughs> I try to be fun I am a professional story worker. You can find me at workyourstories.com for that. And I'm on Instagram at daverobinson.coach. And my program for men uh, is a year-long program. We have a couple different levels. Riser and Mastery are the two levels that are uh the the two that we have offers for at this time and that's at chopclubformen dot com chop men dot com
0: are they gonna to learn to chop wood carry water <laughs>
1: there there are some very fundamental things that are important <laughs> that will be included uh all outdoor puns apply
0: i love it uh thanks man thanks for your time and, and for sharing for sharing so much those those uh it was an intimate conversation as always, Dave.
1: Uh, I really appreciate you, brother.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you too. Imagine yourself 14,000 feet above the earth, looking out over the landscape below you. You can see for miles and your team is right by your side. You earned this view, you put in the effort, you committed to yourself and you followed through. Fit for Adventure is an opportunity for you to cut off the distractions and put your mindset and your fitness to the test. So you can come out a stronger leader on the other side. You'll spend four days in the mountains of Colorado where you will practice outdoor skills and the art of leadership while building lifelong friendships and unforgettable memories. In life, there are so many distractions and it can be difficult to go about your day without losing focus. When you're on the mountain, you can only focus on so much. Your feet under you, the trail ahead, and the team you have around you. And every time you look up, you are reminded of your goal, the summit. And your team, they're thinking the same thing. Fit for Adventure begins July 13th and is open to 10 coaches and entrepreneurs who are making an impact on their communities and who value freedom and seeking challenges in order to grow. You're invited to join and as a listener, you can grab your spot for a hundred and fifty dollar deposit. Please visit mysummit.academy retreat or find the link in the show notes to apply. Will you answer your call to adventure?